My name is Michael Learned, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome to another edition of On Screen and Beyond. This is uh, episode 462 of the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, we have an exciting guest for you. Mrs. Walton herself, Michael Leonard, will be joining us here. And, of course, like I said, she was Olivia Walton on The Waltons, and she was also the star of Nurse, and she has had a part in Life Interrupted, a new show with a lot of great classic TV stars. And uh, we'll give you more information on that in a little bit when we talk to Michael. And uh, stick around. That's coming your way in a few minutes. We've got a lot of things coming your way, so get ready. It's time once again for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness. Well, the remake of Disney's Aladdin has hit a roadblock. Filming will be delayed as they haven't found their main character yet. They want to make it just right and have not found the right guy yet. So far, Will Smith is attached to play the genie. Production was supposed to start next month. We'll see if that happens. And in other Disney news, uh, another remake, uh, John Oliver will voice the role of Zazu in The Lion King. And you can look for that on July 19th, 2019. That's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to take a peek at what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, who work together in Shaun of the Dead, will join forces once again in The Slaughterhouse Rules. It's a comedy horror film as a prep school falls into hell. And let's see, November 22nd, Gary Oldman will star as Winston Churchill in The Darkest Hour in select theaters. And Linda Hamilton will star as a ruthless crime matriarch in a film called Easy Does It. They're currently filming that one. And that's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, taking you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming your way as far as sequels. Sequel City, rumor has it that Wonder Woman 2 will take place in the 1980s. And the time will tell for sure if that's what's going to be happening, but uh, they seem to be bouncing that one all through history, I guess. And the sequel of Goon from 2011 will arrive in limited theater release on September 1st this year. Goon, The Last of the Defenders, will also be on video on demand. And it looks like Lily James of Baby Driver will join the cast of Mamma Mia 2, officially called Mamma Mia. Here we go again. And that's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD?
TV on DVD, The Carol Burnett Show, The Best of Harvey Corman, comes our way on August 1st from Time Life with episodes not seen in 40 years. And Tyrants, the complete second season, lands on DVD on August 8th. And also on August 8th, you can look for sex and drugs and rock and roll, the complete second season as it hits stores on DVD. That's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Movies on DVD, August 8th, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 flies into digital HD. Then on August 22nd, it lands on 4K Ultra HD and Blu-ray and DVD. Bender, the thriller based on America's first serial killing family, hits DVD on August 1st. It stars Linda Pearl, Bruce Davidson, Buck Taylor, and James Karen. And on August 29th, Killing David Hasselhoff with David Hasselhoff. It uh, hits Digital HD and also on DVD. That's it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it is TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time. Well, you might want to check this one out. Fred Savage of The Wonder Years and, of course, the Austin Power movies is a part of the cast of a new Netflix show called Friends from College. It premiered on July 14th on Netflix, so check that one out. And Jamie Foxx beats Shazam, that show he's on. Uh, it's a game show. He uh, has been renewed for a second season, and Claws on TNT has been renewed for a second season. If you haven't checked out Claws, you might want to check it out. It's a good, uh, you know, a good show. I like that one. And uh, sadly, um, we had uh, another passing, and uh, it looks like Martin Landau, of uh, of course, he got his Oscar for uh, Ed Wood, and uh, also uh, he was in so many TV shows, Mission Impossible, and uh, Space 1999, and, uh, and countless movies, and, and Hitchcock movies, and things like that, and uh, he was a great guy, I had the opportunity to spend some time with him. Uh, quite a few years ago, before I actually started doing interviews, I would have loved to get him uh, for an interview, but unfortunately we didn't get around to doing that. But uh, he was a great guy, and uh, we uh, sadly will be missing him. And that's it. That's it for TV and entertainment time. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's Celebrity Birthdays. <laughs> Celebrity birthdays, July 18th. It looks like uh, Christian Bell turned 37. July 19th, it uh, looks like Benedict Cumberbatch will be 41. And July 20th, uh, Omar Eeps turns 44. And yours truly is celebrating a birthday on that date. 
And on July 22nd, it looks like Alex Trebex turns 77. And on July 23rd, it's Woody Harrelson turning 56. And on July 24th, Jennifer Lopez turns 48 years young. And that is it for celebrity birthdays. As far as listener birthdays, we didn't have any coming through. So if you, a friend or relative, want to have a birthday announced here on On Screen and Beyond, celebrated with all the listeners around the world here at On Screen and Beyond, send the information to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. We'll be sure to let everybody know about your birthday. And a big happy birthday going out to all those celebrities that we talked about. And next week we'll be doing it again. But this week... It is time for our interview segment. Michael Learned is going to be joining us. Fascinating lady, great actress, and uh, she's on stage and uh, also on TV now. And, uh, of course, she was Mrs. Walton. She was on Nurse. So many different things. Michael Learned, she's coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, we have the honor of having as our guest a four-time Emmy-winning actress who we have seen over the years in many TV shows, films, and on stage in numerous roles, including starring in Nurse and on The Waltons, which will be celebrating its 45th anniversary this year. Her latest role is in Life Interrupted, and also, she has something else going on in the works, and we'll be talking about that in a minute. It's Mrs. Walton herself, Michael Leonard. Michael, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> you, you must be tired of hearing that, right? <laughs> Mrs. You know what? I'm really not. I mean, I wouldn't be talking to you if I hadn't played that role. And there were long hours, at, and there were times when I bitched and moaned about it when I was young. But now I look back on it with enormous gratitude, and I gained a second family. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Yeah. We've actually had uh, a couple of the other cast members on the show before, and, uh, and uh, of course, you know, they've always said good, nice things about you. <laughs> well, I feel that way about them. So we mm-hmm. all, we were, we were like a second family. I mean, we actually spent more time together than uh, during that period than we did with our own families. Wow. Which is, is a plus on the on the fact that we we have a second family, but a minus on the fact that we weren't with our own family, you know. But my kids were in school, so it wasn't so bad. Yeah, yeah. So does it seem like it's been 45 years? No. It yeah. seems like yesterday. I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't put it together when I think now I'm at an age where I can count the the, the possible remaining good years of my life on on one hand, really, or at least, if I'm lucky, both hands. But, you know, when you're young, you're thinking ahead 40, 50 years, and then you suddenly hit an age and you go, whoa, um, this is it. And, and then I look back on how quickly those 45 years went by. Mm. It's staggering. Yeah, it was such a good show, though. It's such, you know, I mean, you don't see many shows like that nowadays, especially. <laughs> Well, when you think about it, it was storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I guess you don't see shows much anymore that are storytelling. Uh, well, you do on the cable networks, pretty mm-hmm. much. But, yeah. um, Earl Hamner told stories, and a lot of them were stories that 
were actually part of his childhood, and and some of them, I guess, were, you know, just stories. Mm -hmm. But a lot of what he drew upon was his own childhood experiences. Yeah. Now, did uh, I didn't look into this, but uh, when you were on the show, a lot of times actors either help write some of the stories or they turn around and direct. Or Did you ever do any of those things? Well, I, we came up with story ideas. I mean, um, you know, Earl was always pretty open to suggestions, and I, I suggested the one where Olivia, I said, why don't we have her go get a permanent? And it, it comes out horrible, you know, <laughs> because any woman can relate to that right <laughs> um the bad hair day and um uh, i think the bicycle was um a sort of an idea and um he'd actually gave i got story credit on one of them oh. um so i get a little check for two cents or four cents from the writer's guild periodically <laughs> so yeah that we and we all we always read every script in advance, and sometimes I think we were quite heartless. Mm-hmm. And Earl would go home and say he's quitting the show, and his <laughs> wife would say, "Get therapy, don't quit the show." And um, so we did have a lot of um, input, which which was hard on Earl at times. But um, I think I think some of it was were, were some of the things we suggested were good contributions. Mm-hmm. Now, was there ever any times when you read the script and you said, "Oh, come on." Yes. Olivia would many, not do this. <laughs> many, many times. That's what I mean. Poor Earl had to get therapy. But, um, yeah. Or I'd say, can't you just at least give me a point of view other than more coffee, John, more coffee, Grandma, mm, more yeah. coffee, John, boy. Because honestly, in all fairness, sometimes you come in at 7 in the morning and they don't use you until 4 in the afternoon. And wow. you could be home with your kids and you're going... I don't care how much they pay me. They, what is it? Somebody said they can't pay you enough to be bored. Mm-hmm. So that was the hardest part for me. But um, but I, I I am so grateful that that is part of my life. It was a big part of my life yeah. from my 30s to my 40s. So. Yeah, yeah. And then you got on to Nurse. I mean, then that was another hit show for you. Well, it was popular, but they canceled it. And, right. Um, I'm sorry that they did because I think the it took us a while to find New York writers and really get it a sh- get a show that was written for New York. Mm-hmm. And then CBS canceled it, and that was that was disappointing. But um, yeah, there were some wonderful writers on that show, and it was shot in New York, which was which was one of the first shows that was being shot in New York at that time. Yeah. And, and I mean, obviously, it, it had some acclaim to it because, uh, you know, th- th- when I mentioned that you had four Emmys, three of those were for the Waltons, and one of those was for Nurse. I know, and it was a big surprise, and I remember, I think I got on the plane with curlers in my hair or something. <laughs> Maybe not quite, because my father never let us go out in public with curlers in our hair. <laughs> but, um, you know, it was sort of, I was getting dressed as I flew to L.A., and I barely got there in time, and it was just such a thrill and and unexpected to get that Emmy. And I remember Ed Asner sitting in the front row and looking down and seeing him smiling so sweetly at me, and it, because it was such a surprise and it was thrilling. Mm, yeah, we worked hard on that show. Yeah, so they had already canceled it, and then to get a an Emmy was kind of 
it, it was sort of sweet. Yeah. I mean, that always kind of gets me because, a sh- you know, if a show can win an Emmy, why is it canceled? <laughs> They didn't like somebody up there. Didn't like me. That's all. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, but that kind of thing happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's the nature of the business, I guess. But uh, yeah. it's, it's too the bad. The story that I think probably what happened was we we didn't have New York writers. Usually, when you're shooting a series, you have writers that are on the set. You know that are accessible. Mm-hmm. And because we were shooting in New York, and the writers were in California. We were getting scripts that were sort of um, not really appropriate for a woman, a middle-aged woman living alone in Harlem. You know, there were no locks on the doors. They'd have a scene where she come, uh, this head nurse comes home and sits in a hot tub. Well, there are no hot tubs in Harlem. <laughs> at least there weren't at that time. Mm-hmm. And so we were constantly um, struggling to try to work it out. And I, I mishandled it, I think. And... Um, I really pissed somebody off at CBS, and I think they just said, "Well, screw it, hmm. pal with her." So yeah. you can you can uh, edit <laughs> language if you wish. <laughs> no, it, it, and it was um, you know it was very disappointing because we we really uh, I think we did have the potential for a really good show, mm-hmm. and um, we worked very hard. Robert Reed as well. We'd be sitting in the hallway of this hospital where we a real hospital we were shooting, and then. We'd be sort of rewriting as we go along, as we went along, and um, and then boom, it was over. But mm. yeah. That's that's television sometimes. Yeah. How in the world do they tape in an actual hospital? When are they using, or is it a wing that they're not using, or something? Yes, it was a floor. Actually, it, it turns out it was the psychiatric floor. And so there were times when I wondered whether I was really shooting a TV show or whether I just thought I was. But um, <laughs> it was um, it was a whole floor, and um, it was pretty shabby. I mean, there were no real dressing rooms. We had hospital rooms for our dressing rooms, and um, there were cockroaches on the walls, oh, and, um, which um, were a little was a little unnerving in a hospital, but it right, was an yeah. abandoned wing, actually. So, I mean, no, uh, there were no patients in it. And the hard part of it was it took forever to light because there were no movable walls the way you have in a studio. Mm-hmm. So it took a long, you know, there was a lot of, um, there were long days. Sometimes I, I, sometimes it was much too long. Mm, yeah. you know, there were 14, 15, 16-hour days. So. Wow. Now, yeah. what's your your biggest memory of that show, Nurse? Nurse, being in New York it was so wonderful. Shooting in New York, Robert Reed was a sweetheart, but he had his own problems too. You know, because we were both kind of trying to make the we wanted the show to be, have a certain kind of grit mm-hmm. to it, and um, things like she comes home and changes into her pom pom mules you know satin slippers that 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 was that those those things were very upsetting for me Mm -hmm. because uh, i don't think that's after you put in a 12-hour day as a nurse on your feet all day you don't come home and slip your little pom-pom mules on your (laughs) satin mules on your feet you soak them in a tub right exactly (laughs) so it was just little things like that but those details to me have always been the things that thrill me when i'm watching something when 
when you watch um, a Meryl Streep movie that what was that African movie? Um, what was the name of that wonderful Out of Africa? Out of Africa, okay, yeah. When he poured the scotch into the glass and he poured it just so, little things like that. Just, I love those details, mm. and I I think the audience does too. Yeah. Now, do you carry that on to your stage acting also? That that that, that detail that you're looking for. Oh sure, everything. I mean, it's to me, it's it's. You're trying to serve the piece, and you're try- uh, television is quite different from from theater, as I'm sure you well know, because in theater you do get a chance to explore, and you do get a chance to kind of, well, what would my character wear, and what kind of a handkerchief would he or she use, and what do you mm-hmm. really mean when you say good morning? You know, you have subtext and things like that that you get to re- explore in rehearsal, whereas on television it it moves so quickly that basically what you say is what you mean and um it's hard to keep up with that you'll get a script we used to get a script on the waltons we'd be shooting finishing up one one um one script and reading in in the lunch break the beginning of the next script which would start that afternoon so wow you know it's it's very difficult for the writers and um and and for the actors as well because you're there's no time for anything too deep. And the lucky thing about the Waltons was that we all had such good chemistry with each other that we we, we shored each other up. Mm-hmm. Uh, when things got tough, we were we were there for each other, including the kids who were fabulous yeah. and still are. Yeah. And getting the script so late, I mean, it, it just amazes me how you could even learn your lines that short in short well, a time. You know the lucky thing about being in a long-running series is you you get to you know your character so well that you pretty well mm-hmm. you you pretty well get in tune with the writers and you kind of almost know yeah what what your character would say or how they would say it but yeah you do have to um, I don't know if I could do it now I I don't know the people I really admire are those soap opera people who oh, yeah. have sometimes pages of dialogue <sighs> to learn every night. And uh, and they are good actors, and they come up with the goods every mm-hmm. time. Yeah. So I think it's a little easier for those of us who have done our series, but it's hard work. It is. Yeah. Now, if you had a choice back, you know, back when you were just starting out, would you have preferred movies, TV, or stage? Well, stage has always been my first love for mm-hmm. uh, for re- obvious reasons. Um. Because I love words, and I've loved doing the classics. I loved being at ACT, where we, where we did Shakespeare and Moliere and Chekhov and um, and and Neil Simon and some, you know, Arthur Miller. And I've had the great good fortune to work with those people: Edward Albee and Arthur Miller and uh, Neil Simon. That's a great honor to work with the great playwrights of your time. Mm, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I look at that and I go, wow, how fortunate am I? Um, so stage is where I'm most comfortable, I guess. And um, movies, I've never, I have not done movies, so I don't know what it would be like to be on a real, you know, a real, I've done independent right. movies, yeah. but I, I don't know what it would be like to do a real high budget. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it would be fun. Yeah. Now, you don't have the pressure that you have in television. Right. There's a lot of pressure in television because you're shooting an hour in five and a half days. 
Whereas if you're doing a film, you're shooting an hour in maybe three months. Right. Yeah. It's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you have a, a, a role or had a role on uh, Life Interrupted, correct? The web series? I did. Yeah. Now, in case some of our people don't know us, know about the show, can you give us a little idea about the show and some of the people that are on it? Because the, the people that are on it make up a nice cast. <laughs> Yes, it, it, it's a lovely cast, and it's headed by uh, Mason Reese. And Steve Wishnoff, uh, Wishnoff was the director. And I, I just have a tiny little part in it, but it's a fun part. She's kind of a an out-of-it, um, sexist, <laughs> B-I-T-C-H. Mrs. Walton! I don't know why I'm spelling it, but I'm trying to be polite. Yes. Um, but, yeah, and so it was one of those things where I went in, and my grandkids are in it, and oh, wow. we went in for, for, for an afternoon and shot the little scene, and it was just, I kind of love that. I like when a bunch of creative people get together without the pressure of the big time, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I think Steve did a really nice job with this script, and... Um, and I'm proud to have been part of it. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. Now, Dawn Wells is also on the show. Yes, she's wonderful in it. Yeah, and Erin um, uh, uh, Murphy. didn't have any scenes with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, it was just, we shot in a, in a bar. Hello, this is my dog, Penny. <laughs> she just came back from her walk. Yes, I'm glad to see you, too. She's so sweet. She's a little chihuahua. Ah, yeah. Um. She, we inherited her, actually. Our next-door neighbors went to New Zealand. Oh, wow. And they said, would you take our dog for two two years? We're only allowed to take one dog. So my husband said, sure. And when I picked my job off the floor, um, <laughs> we have now had her for two and a half years, and she has now become ours. So. I was going to say, how could you give him up after two no, years? No, <laughs> we can't, and they don't expect us to. They actually... Uh, texted us and said, "Could you keep? Would you keep her permanently?" And I said, "Yes." <laughs> there she is. They grow on you. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> yes, they find a way into your heart. Yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So, again, uh, we have to back to Life Interrupted. Um, so uh, so that was just a, a little thing. Will you be doing a recurring role on that? Well, I think initially he intended it as a little independent film. Mm-hmm. And then now it's become a web series. And, you know, I really don't understand how all that works. I, I don't know what web series even are, mm-hmm. to tell you the truth. I just did it for fun because I like to work. Yeah. And um, it came up, and I said, sure. And uh, I had a good time, um, but I I think if enough if there's enough interest, sure I think he probably would love to. Do, I'd lo- I think he Steve would love to have it be a series. Yeah, now and what I'd certainly be part of it if he asked me to. Uh, you're doing another uh, uh, driving Miss Daisy play. I'm doing it in Kansas. Uh, yeah, at the, in Overland Park at the 
new, I think they call it the new theater now. Um, and I, I just came back from the totem pole in Pennsylvania, which was Jean Stapleton's husband's theater. Oh. And she did a lot of, I, you know, she was so typecast in uh, All in the Family mm-hmm. that every summer she would go to this her husband's theater and do theater, which is what I like to do. So yeah. we had a wonderful um I had a wonderful time there. It was a whenever it's a good production, it's a wonderful time. Yeah, and I was proud of this production. Yeah. Now you've done Driving Miss Daisy before, correct? I have. I've done it with Lance Nichols seven times, actually. Mm-hmm. Wow. And every time it's brand new, and every time um, I find out new things. So it's it's a real gift to be able to recreate a role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now what, what's this? I hear about you planning to launch a, a, a new one woman show. Oh. <laughs> Well, the artistic directors at the uh, Petrolia Playhouse in Canada actually did all the work for me, and now I I actually would like to um, enhance it a little bit. Um, there are actually two shows there. One is personal and, and deals with the Waltons and my personal life, and the other one would be more of um, talking about these great, playwrights and directors that I've had the good fortune to work with, you know, what it was like to work with with um, Edward Albee, who became a, a personal friend and who was a wonderful, brilliant playwright and a dear, dear man. And, um, you know, I'd like to incorporate more of my theater background into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Ball, who uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Bill, um, but he created the American Conservatory Theater in San Francisco, and I was a member of that before I got the Waltons, and uh, it was a wonderful repertory company. So I, I've had a Ellis Rabb is also a marvel. He had was the um, artistic director of APA, and this is all a long time ago, and we were all young and crazy. Hmm. But the work was the work was um, stellar. Yeah. Do you ever relax, Michael? <laughs> no, I don't. It, it sounds only like when you... I'm eating M and M peanuts. That's the only time. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're you're constantly working, and and it's. I do work a lot, and I, I because I'm willing to, you know. Yeah. I, I don't. Uh, I'm not proud. I I don't have to make a million dollars. I I just enjoy the work, and my husband encourages it. I don't know what that means, but. <laughs> I think he likes it when I'm working. I'm more interesting when I'm working, mm-hmm. and I don't bitch and complain about, I'm so tired of the kitchen. Right. So, um, <laughs> he, he actually is very supportive, and he's a, he's a great sport when I have to be away. He comes and mm-hmm. visits, and we have fun. Well, that's great. We've been together almost 30 years. So. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Now, I want to, before we finish up, I want to just jump back to the Waltons, because uh, I didn't ask you what, is your most memorable moments from the Waltons? Um, well, there are so many. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I think I think whenever I think about it, and I think of the end of a day. Sometimes around five thirty, I would lose it, literally lose it. I'd start laughing hysterically, and then I'd end up with my head on the table crying because I'd be so tired. <laughs> Uh, because I was the mother of three teenage sons and two teenagers that were also living with us. And, um, you know, I, I 
by by 5:30 I was pooped. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'd get a, somebody would crack me up and I'd start laughing and then I'd end up crying with my head on the table and everybody'd get up and get a cup of coffee. <laughs> I just remember the kids being so loving and sweet and if there was a close up for me, they'd all be there giving giving their hearts and uh I'm looking right now as we talk, I'm looking at a picture of my last day on the set. Oh. With Eric has got his arms around me and Ralph is behind and uh, Mary McDonough and Judy Norton are, are both smiling and David Harper's in the picture. and It was just a, a, a wonderful part of my life, that mm. show. It must have been yeah. emotional, that last show that you oh, were Oh, I was crying. I'm in sure. the picture, I'm crying. I'm sobbing. Yeah. <laughs> Ralph Jeez. has his arm around me. and it was, it was. It was hard. And I used to dream about... Um, I used to wake up crying sometimes. I would dream they were taking the yearly photograph and they wouldn't let me be in it. That was one dream I had. Oh. I, I wasn't allowed to be in the photograph. And I used to complain every time we had to pose for that yearly photograph. I was the one that did all the complaining. And yet when when I left the show, um, that was the dream that I had. Mm, wow. Yeah. yeah. But we we're still, as I said, we're still so close, all of us. Mm-hmm. So it was a long, grueling hours sometimes, but but very happy memories of people. There were no devos or divas, and we all were there to try to tell a story. Mm. And then you should, certainly did, that's for sure. But uh, well, Michael, I'd like to finish up with two final questions. Taking us away from uh, the Waltons and your one-woman show that you're coming up with and Driving Miss Daisy and and, uh, Life Interrupted. But when you sit back and relax, and I know you don't do it often, but (laughs) when you do, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past? And what's your favorite movies now and of the past? Oh, my gosh. How much time have you? Uh, (laughs) You know, we watch a lot of cable. Mm -hmm. I love Orange is the New Black and... um, Oh, I can't even think. Um, there's so many <coughs> really, really good cable shows mm-hmm. yeah. <coughs> that we watch, and um, I just can't think of a one of them right now. But but um, there are, you know, we we save them, and then sometimes we stream them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, movies, um, Gone with the Wind, of course, is a classic. Yes. And yeah. um, it still never bores me. I've seen it a thousand times. I think so is everybody else. And I'm always astonished by it. The Wizard of Oz, I think, is my all-time favorite. Oh, okay. And, um, um, you know, as soon as we hang up, I'll think of a thousand. Right. <laughs> but um, right now, I'm totally... That's, it's a wonderful question, and I'm drawing a total blank. Yeah. Well, everybody always tells me that's the toughest question I ask. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Cause, yeah. But, well, Michael, uh, thank you so much. It's so gracious of you to take the time to talk to us, and, and I really do thank you for taking the time. It's my pleasure. A big thank you going out to Michael Leonard for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. And uh, Mrs. Walton, and of course, she was a nurse. She was uh, just so many years she was on TV as far as the Waltons is concerned. And then now you can catch her on Life Interrupted. And uh, also, uh, she'll be doing her stage work. And you want to check out when she does her one-woman show. And, of course, Driving Miss Daisy and so many other things. Be sure to check it out, and if you're lucky enough to be in the area where she'll be doing those plays, 
you want to go see it, that's for sure. Well, that's it. There's a lot of things that uh, we wanted to talk to her about in just so little time, but uh, we hope you enjoyed that. And it's just about the end of this episode of On Screen and Beyond. If you are a listener and you listen on iTunes, be sure to leave us a, a, a little message there, you know, a little uh, ranking or something, you know, just to sort of get more people to hear where we are and who we are and all that. And uh, also on Facebook, leave us a, a little, uh, you know, like there. And uh, But most of all, tell a friend. That's the way we're going to get the word out about On Screen to Be On and go back and they can go and listen to 462 fascinating guests right here. So I hope you'll do that. Tell a friend, let them enjoy it too. And I hope you enjoyed it. If you have a suggestion for a guest, send it to me at feedback at onscreentobeyond.com. And uh, that's about it. That's a wrap for this week. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Thank you.